Could the Detroit Pistons be going after former MSU player from Michigan, Draymond Green, in free agency? We're going to talk about that in today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. Per usual, I'm your host, Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Locked On Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. In today's episode, a little, a little later on, my goodness, um, we're going to talk about did the Pistons potentially miss out on John Collins? And then even later on into the podcast, we'll talk about making sense somewhat of the Pistons roster ahead of free agency and kind of predicting what's going to be happening in free agency, trying to make some sense of what the Pistons roster is right now. We're going to do that a little bit later. Um, but the first thing we got to talk about here is this rumor, the, the this talk, Pistons fans seem to believe that Draymond Green could be a play. And to back up some of their reasons for believing this, there's some rumors coming out now from Brian Windhorst that the Pistons and Sacramento Kings could be contenders to sign Draymond Green if he doesn't resign with the Warriors. Again, today I'm recording this on the 27th. Today we got another uh, report. Uh, this one I believe, I, I don't know if Bleacher Report was just echoing the same report from Brian Windhorst, but Bleacher Report then came out saying that the Blazers, Kings, and Pistons are expected to pursue Draymond Green. So that begs the question, are the Pistons actually going to go after Draymond Green? Will Draymond Green consider the Detroit Pistons? Does Draymond Green even make sense on the Pistons? Let's, let's go ahead and answer each one of those questions. The first question is, are the Pistons actually going to go after Draymond Green? Maybe they might go after him. Uh, I, I wouldn't rule it out. Uh, it sounds like, I believe Woj tweeted out, or at least reported the other day, that Draymond will en or entertain like talking to some teams. Like He will talk to some teams. Um, so I, I wouldn't be shocked if the Pistons were one of the teams that maybe talked with him. Um, so that's the answer to the first question. Second question is, will Draymond actually come to the Pistons? No. No, flatly no. I refuse to believe that he's going to come to the Pistons. I refuse to believe that Draymond Green is going anywhere except back to Golden State. I, I refuse to believe it. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Especially because the Golden State Warriors just traded Jordan Poole, who we all know what happened there with Draymond and Jordan Poole, and how it affected their locker room. Uh, we heard about one of them may have to go this offseason. Uh, also, the Warriors are trying to get ready for that potentially getting ready for that second apron with the new CBA, I believe, in two years from now. So they're trying to get ready for that. Um, but they just traded Jordan Poole. They just traded him to the Washington Wizards. So they made their choice. They made their choice. They chose Draymond. And Steph Curry, according to reports, has made it clear that he wants Draymond back. And they've made it clear that they want to continue to build a winner around Steph Curry for the Golden State Warriors at the back end of his prime right now. Steph is still in MVP-type form. He's been great. He's been fantastic. And they want to continue to build a contender around him. And one of the biggest things, or the biggest parts of their contention, is having Draymond Green on their team. Now, if they didn't 
trade away Jordan Poole, and there was still some question to, okay, are they still going to try to do the whole win now while also building the future kind of thing? Then maybe I would entertain this a little bit more. But I don't, with them trading Jordan Poole, they made their choice. I, I would be utterly shocked if Draymond Green did not go back to the Warriors. The Warriors would have to completely lowball him with like a crazy, like bad offer in free agency because he is an unrestricted free agent. It's not like he's restricted or needs to be traded. He can sign wherever he wants. But he wants to win. I refuse to believe he wants to leave Steph. Steph doesn't want to lose him. I don't believe Golden State wants to lose him. If they were okay with losing him, they would have, uh, I feel like they would have kept Jordan Poole. So, uh, I, no, I don't think I don't think Draymond Green actually would come to the Pistons. I don't think this is actually realistic at all because of the reasons I just laid out. And last time, you guys remember going back to when I was really younger, um, when Draymond, I, I, I don't know if it was his first time or second time hitting free agency. I think it was his first time hitting free agency. You saw these same rumors again that, Oh, will he go back to the Pistons? Will he go to his hometown, Detroit, even though he's from Sacramento? But go back to Michigan. Does he want to go play in front of his his family, his friends, his like that? Is that what he wants to go back to? The Pistons may steal him in free agency, and then he went right back to Golden State on a, a really big offer. The Pistons are being used, and more so with Draymond. I think everyone else I've heard them linked to, I think actually they're interested in. They might actually go after, and it's a real choice. But with Draymond. The Pistons are all. I feel like they're always going to be used as some kind of leveraging or, or or bargaining chip with Draymond to get more money out of the Warriors. Because everyone's always going to say he can go back home to Michigan. Oh, the Pistons have cap space. Plus, that's his hometown. Oh, he may go there. You may lose him. You better pay him. You better pay him. The Pistons will pay him. He'll go back home. You don't want to lose that. Like that's that's just what's going to happen. It happened the first time when he was free agent. Didn't come to the Pistons. I think it's the same exact thing happening right now. Draymond's not leaving the Warriors. I, I would be utterly shocked if he did. And I don't think the Pistons have a shot at getting him. Especially because I don't think Draymond, even if he were to leave the Warriors, he's not leaving the Warriors to go join a rebuilding team. Like, I don't see that happening either. Like, he, if he leaves the Warriors, it would leave the Warriors to go to, like, another contending team. Like, I, he's not going to a rebuilding situation. Like, I, I just don't see that being something he'd want to do either. So... I don't know, maybe I'm wrong, and they pull off some big deal for Draymond. Draymond actually does want to come home. But I would be utterly shocked if that was the case. Like, I, I would be willing to bet almost my entire bank account that it's not going to happen. Um, but now that moves on to the next question, which I guess doesn't really matter if you don't believe he's even going to consider coming to the Pistons. But do, would he fit with the Pistons? Look, so Draymond's a Hall of Famer, one of the best defenders in his prime we've ever seen. Okay, absolutely changed the game defensively. I have questions about how he would look offensively away from the Warriors without the gravity of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson um, because a lot of times he's being put in four-on-three situations and that allows him to then utilize his passing. And he doesn't have to worry about scoring. He doesn't have to worry about even looking at the basket, which he just doesn't do anymore. He just doesn't even look at the rim. Um, He doesn't have to worry about doing any of that. Because Steph Curry has gravity that pulls defenders out to the 40-foot line, and then Draymond's able to attack four and three and find, constantly find open guys. There's no one on the Pistons that demands anywhere close to that type of gravity. So offensively, I, I know some people don't. I really do question the fit offensively. Now, he's good in the short role. He's a really nice passer, a cerebral mind. Like He's a fantastic 
offensive mind, just overall basketball mind. And maybe that would just outweigh it. And him being a playmaker next to Durant, having multiple playmakers on the floor, you guys know how much that is. So that could be a fit there too. So maybe the playmaking would, would, would you know, uh, make up for some of his deficiencies on offense. But I, when I watch Golden State now, it's not even just the fact that he has, like, deficiencies. He's not a very good three-point shooter. It's the fact that he's just he doesn't even look at the rim. So I don't think he'd be able to get away with doing that for any other team if he wasn't on Golden State. Now, if you're telling me that he leaves Golden State, now he's going to start looking at the rim again. Doesn't mean he has to shoot all the time, but he actually looks at the rim. Okay, then maybe we can have a different discussion. But so far, like the last two years when I watched the Warriors, it's like he doesn't even look at the basketball rim. It's crazy. So uh, that, that's my that's my biggest question with them offensively. Defensively, he would help instantly. Defensively, he would uh, he has the chance to transform the Pistons' defense. He would be absolutely fantastic defensively. He's still great defensively. Um, even at this point in his career, he's 33 years old. So that's a little concerning for any team that's going after him because he is not the type of player I expect to age gracefully um, because he, he, you're already starting to see some of his skills, I feel like, offensively start to diminish a little bit. Um, but, again, defensively, he would impact this team instantly. Instantly. You're talking about one of the best defenders the game has ever seen. He would change the, the team defensively. And, again, I have some questions offensively, but maybe his I, overall IQ – and his overall playmaking um, he, it would be enough to get by it. So overall, yeah, maybe he'd be a good fit. I know one of the biggest things about Draymond is his leadership, and I think his leadership fits well with Golden State outside this past year when he sucker-punched his teammate and forced like this big thing to happen. But I also have – I want to hear from you guys. I also have some questions about whether his type of leadership would work in other locker rooms. Like I feel like part of the reason why Draymond's leadership works so well with Golden State – is because Steph is like there. Like Steph's not the vocal leader, but Steph's presence kind of allows Draymond to do what he does because Steph kind of like is there backing it up and it's like the the steady like voice, the, the, the you know, I don't, I, what's the best, like confirming voice in the locker room. So it kind of allows Draymond to lead the type of way he does because you got Steph there. That's, that's low-key a hot take for me how I feel. I don't know if Draymond, like, I, I, I would like to see it. I, I, I low-key don't think that the way he talks to people and the way he reacts, and, and, and especially with what happened this past year with Jordan Poole, like, I don't know if that kind of thing would really, like, like if some locker rooms would be cool with that. Like, I, that's, that's my only question. I think he's a great leader with Golden State. He's the heart and soul of their team. But he's the heart and soul of that Golden State team. So I do have some questions about that. Um, but nonetheless, I think he would be overall a good fit. But, again, I don't see – any world where Draymond's leaving Golden State. I refuse to believe it until I see it happen. So let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. Do you guys think Draymond Green will actually leave Golden State? And do you think he actually would consider coming home to Detroit? Again, let me know in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. When we come back, did the Detroit Pistons miss out on John Collins? We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, I've got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, eBay Motors. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. So the next time you need parts and accessories, head to eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time around. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit, or you'll get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game when you shop on eBay Motors. And with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. 
After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right or right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply, at ebaymotors.com. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons, hit that subscribe button, or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. Um, before we get into the John Collins um, discussion here, because I saw some Pistons fans talking about this after the John Collins trade that happened um, with um, uh, Atlanta and Utah. Uh, before we get into that, I just have some you know, quality of life stuff with the podcast to let you guys in on real quick. Um, first thing you guys have probably noticed, obviously, by now, that we're going with more of a midday upload um, since my wife's surgery. It's just a better timing for my wife. She likes me being around at night. Um, I, I want to be there with her and make sure she's okay. So the best time I've been doing it has been midday. So I hope you guys, I hope that's cool with you guys. The numbers seem to be the same. It doesn't seem to be affecting you guys too much. So um, just want to let you guys know that's probably going to be how it is for the next few weeks until she gets back, you know, closer to herself and I can get back to recording at night and publishing for the morning. Um, but just want to let you guys know that's something we're doing right now. Midday uploads is what we're probably going to be doing for the next few weeks. And then lastly, um, free agency is a few days away. However, me and my wife, we have, um, our anniversary, our 10 year anniversary on July 3rd. We will be gone July 1st to July 3rd. Um, so, I, I'm going to have an episode scheduled for you guys on Monday, but I'm not sure wh- where we're going, if I'll have like phone connection or anything. So you guys may not get reactions from me and an episode from me reacting to some Pistons news um, until the 4th. So just be ready for that. I might have some fun with like the, the episode we do on Monday, um, next Monday. I, I think I'm going to record an episode basically me predicting what has happened. Like a few, me from like the 30th recording and predicting why things will have been happening will have had happened um, on that episode. And you guys can listen to it and listen to how wrong or right I was. I think that would be pretty fun. Um, but just want to let you guys know uh, all that before it all happens. Um, but anyways, let's go ahead and get into some John Collins news. So John Collins has finally been traded. The Atlanta Hawks, it seems like they've been trying to trade him, it feels like, for a decade. It almost feels like how the Pistons were with Andre Drummond, where Andre Drummond was in trade rumors at the trade deadline, damn near every year for like the final three years of his uh, Pistons career. Outside the year, 1819 with Blake. But every year outside of that, I, it felt like I heard his name at the trade deadline constantly over and over and over. So, he was traded to the Utah Jazz. And all the Utah Jazz gave up was Rudy Gay and a second round pick. So, essentially, obviously Rudy Gay is not much of a player anymore at all. It was just a salary dump by Atlanta. They got a second-round pick, and they dumped his salary to Utah. And one of the big things that Atlanta is trying to do right now is try to get underneath that luxury tax, trying to get underneath and be set for that 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 second apron that's coming in a few years. And they also have a few guys that they want to extend, apparently, according to some reports. Jalen Johnson, former Pistons Sadiq Bey, and a few, there's a few other wings that they have that they're interested in bringing back, re-signing, giving extensions to, etc., etc. And they need to make some space for that, which means that I, I wouldn't completely rule out the Pistons potentially being in the DeAndre Hunter sweepstakes again. Um, I know there was reports that they were in it before the draft. Um, I think it is more likely that Atlanta may hold on to him now, but I wouldn't completely rule out that they still try to get off more salary. So stay tuned for that. Um, 
But the overall question I want to ask here is, did the Detroit Pistons miss out on getting John Collins? Because once this trade happened, you know, I'm active in the Pistons community, obviously. Um, the trade happens, I, I click on my phone right here. Um, I go to, you know, the tweet from Woj, and I read it, and I see all the Pistons fans' reactions. I see the Pistons community reacting to it. And one of the common reactions I saw, or comments I saw, was, are you telling me the Pistons could have just traded Sadiq Bay for Sadiq Collins if they would have just held on to it? Could they have not have done that? They would have gotten the same, like, Atlanta wants to extend Sadiq Bay, it sounds like. They wanted a salary dump. The Pistons could absorb that salary because of the cap space they have. They have around $30 million in cap space right now for this free agency. Could they have just waited and traded Sadiq Bay for John Collins? Did they miss out on a big-time player or something? My stance with, with this whole thing is, one, revisionist history is, is always great. Hindsight is twenty twenty. It's hard to... Now, maybe you could have predicted it, but, like, it, you can always look back and be like, oh, well, if they would have told them this guy, they could have got this. Like, you don't know what's going to happen over the next few months. Troy Weaver doesn't know what's going to happen in three months, what's going to happen. Like, hindsight's twenty twenty. So that's my first thing. Second thing, though, is I think the bigger issue that it seems like a lot of Pistons fans have is the fact that Wise, they traded for Wiseman, and Wiseman doesn't look like he's particularly good right now. Um, he was not particularly good with the Pistons last year on defense and offensively, either he didn't really know what to do for the team on offense or the team didn't know how to use him offensively. I think it was a little bit of both. So I'm interested to see how he plays next year, if he improves, etc. But it seems like a lot of fans just aren't that big of fans of Wiseman and look at John Collins, who is a proven NBA player. And it's like, well, you could have just went and got John Collins then. Like you could have traded Sadiq for John Collins in, in that case, instead of taking the gamble on James Wiseman. The one pushback I have against that, because obviously I agree John Collins is a better player than James Wiseman, obviously. Um, and I know John Collins had a bad year this past season. Um, and I've talked to when at the deadline when we talked about potentially going after John Collins. I mentioned that he had this finger injury, I believe, on his shooting hand that I've read and heard that he just hasn't fully recovered from. And it's really like messed with him bad on his, and it hurt his jump shot. And this past season, he shot 29% from deep. The previous three seasons, though, he had shot 38% from deep on three and a half attempts a game. Um, and in that time, he was averaging 18 points a game, 8.3 rebounds, um, 1.5 assists, shooting 55% from the field, 38% from the three-point line, and 81% from the free throw line, 61% on twos. So the previous three seasons, he was a fine player. He's not some superstar. He's not an all-star, but he's a fine player. He's a really nice player the previous three seasons. This past season, he didn't play particularly well. Saw numbers drop. I think a lot of it has to do, at least his shooting has to do with that injury he suffered. So that make that makes me a little worried about taking him on because I don't know if like is he going to be able to recover that three point shooting? Because if not, it kind of limits what he can be, how much of an impactful player he can be. And then also, I think the plan or or the the idea of taking on Wiseman, who is essentially like a one year contract player because he has a qualifying offer after this year, they can just choose to let him go. Um, I think that them choosing to deal with that type of contract instead of having to deal with John Collins' contract, who is $25 million this year, $26 million next year, and then a player option for $27 or $26 million again. So next three years, you're basically paying them $25, $26, I, I think that was the idea there, that they don't didn't want to take on long-term salary, and they, rather, they would have rather, you know, stuck with the, you know, Wiseman, who would be essentially a one-year guy, and you still have your cap sheet, like 
really open to pick whoever you want in free agency. I think they would have rather have done that um, than take on John Collins. Now, it's going to be interesting to see, though. Actually, let me just say my final stance with it. No, I don't think they missed out on John Collins. I don't think they missed out on him. I'm not too too high on him as a player. And I have questions about whether he gets three-point shooting back. Wasn't too high on him. And also, I don't want to pay him $26 million a year. I don't want to pay him that. So I don't think they missed out on John Collins. I think we're maybe a little overreacting with this. But anyways, what I was going to say, it, it's going to be interesting to see who the Pistons get in free agency if they get anybody. Because one of the things we've talked about on the podcast is if the Pistons strike out in free agency, if they don't get Cam Johnson, they don't get a Harrison Barnes, they, or whoever it is at the top, whoever it is at the top of their free agency list, they don't get those guys. They strike out on them. If they don't get them, the next best case scenario, I believe, is to take on a big contract in a trade. A guy like, we've mentioned Tobias, but again, Daryl Morey's on crack. Um, Tobias Harris. Uh, John Collins would be another guy who's on a heavier contract that you could absorb. Maybe a Gordon Hayward who's on a one-year contract, big contract, absorb his contract, fill up your cap space. Like, that probably is their next best bet to do if they miss out on their big guys. Um, and there's also another name that I'm not – you guys know who I'm talking about. I'm not going to say his name. But if you were to get his contract and get, like, two first-round picks with it, I would do that too if you miss out on your top guys. I'm not going to say his name because his name's like the boogeyman in the Pistons community. You say his name, everyone shows up and starts screaming at you. So I'm not going to say his name. But I think you guys know what I'm talking about. But anyways, the point is, if the Pistons do miss out on their top three agents, do you think they maybe would have regretted not just taking on John Collins' contract? Because Weaver did have interest in John Collins. I get the idea of holding on. I agree with it. I agree with the idea of keeping your cap space and just picking picking whoever you want in free agency. But if you don't get the guys in free agency, do you guys think that Weaver maybe would look back and be like, well, maybe we should have just done the trade then since we didn't get our free agency again. Maybe we should have just done the trade for John Collins and got and had him just absorb our cap space this year. Like, should we have done that? Um, I don't know if he will feel that way. I think there's some other options that maybe were better, but even so I think that then if the Pistons were to miss on all their guys in free agency, I think then is when you would have the conversation of like, well, would you have rather have had John Collins then? That's when I think you have the discussion. Maybe not right now. So that's my thoughts on that. Let me know what you guys think in the comment section down below or over on Twitter at Kuka Hill. When we come back, I want to try and make sense of the roster as it stands right now and assuming some pieces get put into play. We'll talk about that when we come back. But first, you guys got here from some of our lovely sponsors. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or Leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. That's another great way to support the podcast. All right, so this is a – it's like I'm, some people will laugh at this conversation, this whole topic in, in general. Because the idea that a roster is clunky, there's not enough space on the roster. Um, if some people have to go because you got to play some guys. Um, the whole that whole idea for a team that won 17 games, I'm sure some people would laugh at. Like, there's some people probably outside the business community that's like laughing at that. And it's like, why does it matter? The guys on the team obviously aren't that good. Who cares if they don't play? Like, why does it matter? Making sense of the roster, just get good players and just kick the other ones out. Like, I'm sure that's what they feel like. Some people outside the business community, maybe heck, maybe even some people in the business community, maybe some of you guys feel the same way. But the the fact of the matter is that's not the case. Weaver likes these guys. He's talked about wanting to play these guys. And they're not going to completely reshape the entire roster. They're not going to kick everyone off the roster. So 
what's going on? Who is leaving? Who's staying? Who's playing? Who's in the rotation? What what on the roster needs to change? Because it is clunky right now. It is clunky right now. So, I'm going to go through. I'm going to name two lineups. It's going to be like basically a starting and bench lineup. doesn't mean this is actually what I think the starting lineup is. It's just like to make some sense of like positions, etc. To get an idea of what we're looking at here. So, this is the lineup I'm going to pick here. Starting lineup, let's just say Cade, Ivy, Asar, Boyan, Duran. Let's say that's the five right there. Then backup, let's say Killian, Sasser, Livers, Stu, Wiseman. That's 10. That's a 10-man rotation right there. In that 10-man rotation, the one I just named, you're leaving out Alec Burks, and you're leaving out potentially one or two free agent signings. Pistons have $30 million. They're going to use it. If it's not a free agent, they're trading for somebody to absorb the contracts or absorb the, the salary cap space this summer. So they're using the salary cap. Someone's going to join the team, impactful. And Alec Burks wasn't in that 10-man rotation. So you're looking at potentially 12 players as of right now that it seems like the Pistons would like to get minutes to. It's just not possible. And this is assuming, again, this is assuming they're not bringing back Hamadou Diallo. I, I think we have to assume that he's not coming back. If he is, now you're looking at 13 players. And it's just like, I don't see how this is even possible. So I don't think he's coming back. I think it's over. So how does this work? What's going to happen here? Well, I I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm really interested to see what this team does. Because obviously, Cade, Ivy, Duran, major getting minutes. They're, they're obviously, Asar, getting minutes. If Boyan's on the team, he's getting minutes. That's five guys right there. Stu, he's getting minutes. That's six. That's six guys that you think are for sure getting minutes. Wiseman is it's either Wiseman or Bagley at the back of five, I assume. Unless they want to run Stu at five and run Livers at four and then run Kill, Sasser, and Burks at one, two, three. I guess maybe they could do that. I don't think they want to. They traded for Wiseman. I think they want to give Wiseman some minutes. So that Wiseman's at the back of five. I don't think he's more important than the other guys, but I think he, because of his position, I think he's penciled in for minutes. So that's seven guys. And with set, if you want to run a 10-man rotation, that's three spots available for Killian Hayes, Marcus Sasser, Isaiah Livers, Alec Burks, and a future free agent signing that they get. So that's five spots. How do they make, how do they make this work? How do they make it work? I don't know. From what I've heard, Troy Weaver loves Livers. He wants Livers to get minutes. They believe in Isaiah Livers. I would assume they want Livers to be the back, be in the rotation, at least to begin with. It sounds like they want to get Marcus Sasser some minutes, if not instantly to start the season. Definitely at some point, midway through the season, he'll be in the rotation. So that's another guy. What I was told after the season with Killian Hayes was that they wanted to. The plan was at the point at that point was to. Wait until the trade deadline. Let him play through that season. If he doesn't play well, just let him go in qualifying offer. Don't pick up his qualifying offer. Just let him go in free agency or maybe trade him at the deadline for like a second-round pick or something. That was the plan at that point. But now with this, not if you go with those guys, Alec Burks isn't playing. And they love Alec Burks. And they're going to pick up his option, I believe. It's a done deal. They're going to pick up his option. And they love him. So where does he fit in that? And then if you get a Cam Johnson in free agency, if you get Cam Johnson, if you get two low-key guys, maybe like a Max Struess who's been rumored to the Pistons, maybe Max Struess and Grant Williams, Max Struess and Kelly Oubre, something like that, that's two guys now added to the rotation 
Who's who's sitting out? Who's not going to be on the roster? A trade 100% needs to happen because there's just not enough room for all these guys. For me, the, what I would do, I would trade Boyan and Burks. I would trade Boyan, Burks, and Bagley together or try to get them all gone in a separate in some kind of trades because Boyan can get you an asset back and the person replacing Boyan in free agency would be like a Cam Johnson in this case. So you have someone replacing his his production. I think Cam is better than Boyan um, because of his two-way impact, and he's a good shooter too. He's not to the level of a shooter than Boyan, but Boyan doesn't even sniff him on defense, and Cam is a good shooter too. So I think Cam's better than Boyan. So you're replacing Boyan with Cam and then using Boyan to get assets, so that frees up some space for Cam. And then you trade Burks. You attach Burks to a Bagley or attach Burks to a Wiseman to try to get off their contracts, and you, you just get... You use that to try to get off their contracts and maybe get like a pickback or something, or something little in the re- in return. Maybe maybe a late first, maybe a couple seconds, something like that. And then if you were to do that, now the rotation makes a little bit more sense. You got Cam in place of Boyan. You got Kate Ivysar, Cam Duran. Then you got Kill Sassler, Livers. Um, a- another signing if you want. If you want it to be a second free agent that you sign to run next to Stu. If you want to try to run Stu at five, Lewis at four, then sign another guy to be the third guy off the or the three on the bench, or maybe the guy you trade Burks and and Bagley or Burks and Wiseman for. If it's Burks and Wiseman, maybe you just play Bagley at five. If it's Burks and Burks and Wiseman, maybe you trade for another five to back up. If it's Burks and Bagley, then you just made space for Wiseman to be for sure five. Like that seems like the clearest way right now to making making room for this roster. I feel like for everything they want to do, but. There's mul- there's multiple different ways. Just because I think that's the clearest way, there's multiple different ways they can go about this. But one thing's for sure, I think they have to make some kind of trades. And they have to clear up some roster space. Because right now, there's just too many guys that need minutes. Or that you'd want to get minutes at this time. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Let me know in the comment section down below what you guys think is going to happen with this roster. Again, in the comment section down below. Or over on Twitter, at Hill. That's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We're free and available on all your podcast platforms. If you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. Hit that subscribe button or leave us a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. And until next time, I will see you guys later. Stay safe. Have fun. And peace out.